Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. I almost forgot. I almost forgot that it's Tuesday, Charlie. And it's you Tuesday know, night. It's, you know exactly what that yeah, means. You know? It it's been a, ni- a great day so far. Yeah. It was nice and cool this morning, mm-hmm. and then it got warmer throughout the day. <laughs> that's what typically that's, happens. That's your proof yeah. that it, there's been a day. And now it's starting to cool off again. Yeah. yeah. You just got and, back from Parker's uh, baseball game, yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Did he score again? <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Sure okay, did. Good. Yeah. All right. And he hit the ball. Well, anyway, you know? uh, Charlie and I, uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee, by the way, we hardly ever say that we're in Nashville, Tennessee, and that's one of them things that... People love. You should say. People love Nashville. Because they'll be like, oh, I love Nashville. I know everything about Broadway and mm-hmm. the, the honky-tonks I and all that. I was there with my boots and my yeah. girls. We went there for a bachelorette party, and people bought us shots all night, and we couldn't mm-hmm. find our friend. <laughs> I know something where your, like that. Yeah. I know where your friend went. <laughs> something like that. So anyway, yeah, Charlie and I are live from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we do a show every day of the week called Good Morning Liberty. And we hang out with a club called the Fed Haters Club. Mm. And they are joining us on our private Discord. It's a, an ex- exclusive club. Very yeah. exclusive. Yeah, you have to prove that you're not a Fed. Mm-hmm. And, and you can make comments like this. Yes, Bailey, that friend that they got lost and found their way to church. That is where your friend That's went. That's where the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably exactly what happens. Yep. Downtown on Broadway here in Nashville, Tennessee. Amen. That's what that song's about. Take me to church. Mm-hmm. I'll worship like a dog. So if you like what you're hearing right now, smash that follow button. That Which would be surprising button. if you did. Then you are, a tr- <laughs> you're a true fan and we appreciate you. Okay. I got a couple things that I got a couple things that we got to mention before we officially get going with content. It's very important that we make fun of Joe Biden for a little bit. And so if you guys don't mind, I don't really want to make fun of him. I really just want to point some things out. And it's like a lot of people have been pointing out over the last couple days. But this trip, this diplomatic mission trip that he went on to Vietnam, uh, which they say Vietnam's a good shrimp. And so he went out there uh, to check that out. And he said, I bet the shrimp all in these waters. <laughs> and then he gave some speeches and stuff, made a fool of himself. Didn't and they I, cut his mic off. They cut his mic mm. off. He said a lot of stupid things. And I think it's beginning to become even more obvious that there is no way in Hades that this guy is going to be the president all the way through to 2028. Mm. Like everyone knows this. Even if, if he wins, it will be absolute <clears throat> luck and a miracle, a modern miracle of science if he makes it through the next election, honestly. And so we're going to just play a few videos because we haven't played any uh, Joe Biden videos here in a bit. And just imagine America, you know, we're like world superpower. We're supposed to be the ones that are running this place out here. We run this. All right. And this is the guy that we send that we send out there, and the people in Vietnam, they're like, "You're telling me that this is the best that the U.S. government, the U.S. government has to offer? You know, is this guy right here?" 
Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the best list of this story, man. My, my brother loves having those famous lines from movies that he always quotes. You know, so my brother loves heaven. One of them is there's heaven. There's a movie about John Wayne. He's an Indian scout, and they're trying to get the. I think it was the Apache, one of the great tribes of America, back on the reservation, and he's standing with the Union. So he's they're all on, they're and they're on their horses and their saddles, and there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the Union soldiers. The Union soul is basically saying, Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we'll be everything will be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soul and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. it's a problem. And... Exactly. Look, I gotta tell you though. Uh, look, uh, let me put a positive spin on this. Okay, okay. What a great bedtime storyteller. Oh yeah, it'd be like, so good. I'd fall asleep so fast after you know after his presence. Can presidency. we start a podcast that's just like Joe Biden's speeches? Well, I that think just plays on a loop. I think people that's could what use he that. should pivot into. He could work for like the Calm app, yeah, kind of exactly. thing, and you just go to the Joe Biden channel, and it's him <sighs> telling stories. About yeah, and things. then you just you fall right asleep. You drift peacefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To sleep. <laughs> okay, well, uh, but wait, there's more. There's some other stuff here. Uh, he went to Alaska for the nine for for nine eleven. Uh, as you know, Alaska uh, deeply affected on nine eleven, and so he went and spoke with them. And I think he said that he was at Ground Zero the day after nine eleven. Talked about how terrible it was. I mean, there's literally video of him. On 912, not at ground zero, but he's telling the story, so that's fine. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget, we never forget. He's each like, of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looks so devastating because the way you could away from where you could. Okay. So that's him at a uh, ground zero in New York, looking through the gates of hell. Although he was, um, he was in the Senate in Washington the day after. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Let's head back to uh, Vietnam though, for a weird moment where he goes to the John McCain Memorial and he kisses it. He's kissing John McCain's and stepping on the grass memorial. <laughs> well, it's it's fine to step on the grass because I don't know if you know this or he knows this. That's not where he's buried. That's John McCain's you know? underneath. It's there. not his body. <laughs> it's not his place of rest. They rescued him from Vietnam a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, he mm -hmm. got buried. Uh, back in uh, wherever they put all the warmongers at, uh, you know, whatever, whichever one. <laughs> Somewhere I'm in kidding. Virginia. Uh, Arlington, maybe. I bet you he's at Arlington. No. No, he's you don't think so? Somewhere in family. You think? Somewhere in, yeah. in Arizona or something like that? I don't know where he got. I don't know where he got. But that part doesn't matter. The point is, it's not him in Vietnam. Mm -mm. Okay, <laughs> that's just a, a piece of stone that With says something about it. it. That he uh, went and kissed. And so that's cool. That's important for sure. Uh, let's get to 
Uh, we got that, we got that, we got that. How about one more Joe Biden getting cut off, I believe, in this clip? He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we talked we talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere. This is the one I saw. Change, <laughs> southern hemisphere, third world, same thing. At all. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the press thank conference. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just love free entertainment. It's pretty good. You know, it's just wonderful. It's got me thinking, like, is it important to have, is it important for the U.S. to have someone that people can look at and uh, even slightly respect, at least expect them to have mental faculties that are that are working you know is that an important thing like, to trust them with the nuclear like if, launch codes like if we're going to go around the world and we're going to say we need you to get with us doing this doing this stuff mm -hmm. do you think it matters whether or not they're talking to uh an old man who just shat his pants you know um or can't formulate a sentence i mean would they rather be paying attention to a strong man do they want a strong man out there or just like a normal politician guy, like an AI robot, you like Gavin Newsom. You would say things like that. Yeah. Sexist. You know? <laughs> or a woman. Yeah. You don't think they <clears throat> probably prefer a strong, independent woman. I bet they would. Who's in touch with her mm -hmm. emotions. Plus, we could save money by having a woman president, too. <laughs> pay her less. That's a, <laughs> you know? Pay her 90 cents on the dollar. Yeah, that'd be know? way better. <laughs> yeah. One less Secret Service agent. You know? One less everything. Did you... Um, I asked you last night, you didn't see it. Did you, uh, I was thinking about, Joe Biden was talking about his story of the day after 9-11 uh, when he was down at Ground Zero in New York looking through the gates of hell in Washington, D.C. in the Senate. But um, he was telling that story. And here it is, 9-12. And do you remember 9-12? I, I was thinking about it last night. I was thinking. And we mentioned this before several times, mm. but it was patriotic time in America. A lot of flags came out, yeah. Flags mm -hmm. everywhere. Okay, back page of the newspaper was a flag that you were supposed to cut out and like put up in your window, yeah. and you saw those just all over the place. And I was thinking, we might. I'm pretty said, sure the country stars already had their music out, probably that day. immediately. Yeah, they were there that night they'll, recording they'll put things. Boots in your asses and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's the American way. So, I was just thinking about how nice name? that was God. to feel together. You know. Mm. Yeah. And do you think that would happen nowadays if any kind of attack happened in America? I, I think so. Do you? For the most part. You think we would come together in the sense of a Americanity? I guess we didn't for Jan 6, which was the worst day. <laughs> I know. So it was much maybe worse you're day. right. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't come together in solidarity. No, there was this moment last night during the uh, Monday night football game where Aaron Rodgers was running. Yes, he could run at that point in time. And he was running out of the tunnel, carrying the American flag. Of course, they were in New York, 9-11, all that stuff. They're doing that, uh, that kind of tribute. It was a really nice moment. You know, it kind of made me remember 
what it was like to have a little bit of patriotism. Pa- pa- patriotism. You remember that? Mm. Just some togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and the crowd was all, uh, let me look and see. We were if I one can find nation that. at the time. Yeah. I'm going to look and see. Um, and we all we knew, we all knew that the Tursts <laughs> hated us because we were free. Yeah, there he is right there. You just search something on X and it pops up. It's only 11 seconds though. That was before <laughs> his Achilles <laughs> ruptured. Uh, don't you feel bad? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the guy, but... Um, I don't hate him either. I mean... Uh, you know, he's ruined my life several times. Well, so 2014 Rodgers can go to hell. <laughs> you know? I agree with yeah. that. But this felt nice. Because Dez caught that ball. Oh, yeah, he caught the ball. You guys know yeah, that. Dez nine years ball. ago, but we know that. he caught the ball. In fact, they changed the rule the very next year. <laughs> he caught it. Okay. The man took three steps. So I was thinking when I was watching this last night, how nice it was just to hear the crowd yelling and see the quarterback running out, carrying the American flag. And it was on 9-11, of course, in New York. And it reminded me of that sense of togetherness that we all felt mm-hmm. on, on 9-12. And I just got to thinking whether or not that's ever going to happen. Did you feel very again. proud, boy? I was a proud boy last <laughs> night. <Yeah. laughs> Little ACDC, baby. You show them terrorists, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. Just him running out carrying the flag. You show Al-Qaeda. <laughs> now, if I were him and I running out, I would have done the whole two two hands yeah. running out real quick like the Patriot kind mm-hmm. of thing. But um, yeah. it was still it was still really cool. I would have done the Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad. It was... <laughs> It was just nice to feel that for a moment where everyone was, yeah. you know, yelling. You had chants of USA, USA in the stands. And also that is an unvaccinated specimen running out there with the. I flag. know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. And we still we got to wait for White Pill Wednesday to talk about uh, Novak. Novak's. Djokovic. <laughs> Djokovic. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to wait for Wednesday to talk about that. Djokovic. What can we do to get back to a point where we could all be united? In a sense of patriotism. You want to bring another building down in New York? No. no. <laughs> Nate, is that what you're no. asking for? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the country. Oh, you're talking being about. Being in a mental state to unity. where that was possible. You're talking about you unity. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Is it Trump? Is it Trump that destroyed that? <sighs> is it the left that destroyed it? Who ruined it? I don't. Yeah. It's the culture. Yeah? Yeah. We We tend to focus on what other people are doing wrong versus what they're doing. Right. Okay. You know? And so we, cause it's weird. It's so weird. Uh, plus I think, <clears throat> I think guys like Jordan Peterson and other people have pointed this out that social media has really changed the culture in a way that allows people to behave in a way that they wouldn't behave in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that like, once you become <laughs> so confident in that, then you do start behaving that way in person. You know, because you you feed the beast, so to speak, right? And so I really think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, and so I don't, I don't really know if 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 we have a place where, whether online or in person, where people aren't allowed to discuss ideas and disagree with each other, I don't know that we'll be able to, to have that togetherness that we really actually need and want. I think that we've all chosen sides so hard now that it's going to be tough to ever go back. And 
things have become such a cult that it's it's going to be really tough for anyone to ever go go back. And I don't just mean with the right and Trump. Um, I also mean with the left and maybe their hatred for Trump or their hatred for the right uh, or whatever it is. I don't think it's a love of Joe Biden. I don't think there's a Biden cult, uh, but there is a cult around they have to win to uh, fix uh democracy to save democracy and there's kind of a cult around that and that's why they're still putting joe biden up there even though he's clearly not here right now and he's probably never going to be here again unless they fix this whole time thing that happens to all of us uh where we keep aging and things keep going downhill and if they fix that that's fine uh, but if they don't then then the president is just going to continue to get worse and worse and they don't care it doesn't matter that he can't finish a complete he can't finish a sentence he can't make a point. He can't stay up all day and work. Uh, he can't do these overnight trips to Vietnam or whatever and then and then act like a normal guy for a bit during the day because he's too tired. But they were all like, oh, well, he was up overnight traveling. I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes people, that could be something the president has to do. You know, you can't just work from, also, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then you get your pudding and you go back. There's a freaking king-size bed in Air Force Ones, <laughs> yeah. you know? Can't sleep on that thing. <clears throat> uh, Joe Walsh, not that one, said uh, when 9-11 happened in 2001, the country united for a period of time. If 9-11 happened today, would the country unite at all? That was mainly the, the thing that sparked that question. Look at the in first my mind. reply. Doubt it. No one seems to care about East Palestine or East Palestinian or Maui. <laughs> <laughs> That's the top of the mind for yeah. this guy. And I was thinking, okay, when Russia invaded Ukraine, when Russia invaded Ukraine, I know that we're, everyone's divided on it now, right? We're, we're clear on that. Everyone's divided on this idea now. When it first happened, most people in the U.S., I think, were pretty much united around this was a bad thing. Like, we didn't want Russia to invade Ukraine, you know? And then it... And then as a week went on or as some more time went on. Except we, for Putin's puppets. Well, yeah, yeah. Except for Donald Trump and Putin and a few other people. Like, mm -hmm. they were all happy about it. Um, Angela McArdle, you know, they're just people like that that mm -hmm. are just... <laughs> that's a joke, but it's fine. Um, I feel like people were pretty much united in the fact that this was a bad thing. And you would watch... Uh, you watch the news and there would be refugees and there'd be kids, women and children trying to flee the country and doing all this. And like, you felt bad about it. And for a little bit, I feel like we were all united in the feeling that this was a bad thing that we all were against it. So you're saying war brings people <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it, you're if it is war. possible. I'm not in favor of war. Nate no, is a libertarian war hawk. Exactly. That's what you you want war to unite. Only against people that aren't libertarian, <laughs> you know. And since everyone deep down is libertarian, we shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Right. No. Okay. Speaking of Russia, so what are you looking for to bring the country together? I don't. Because you keep bringing up war stuff. I'm trying to figure out what it could be that's not thousands of people dying. And these days, I don't know if even thousands of people dying is going to fix the problem. What if we go back to you know <clears throat> Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Talk about love. That that would be the answer. Love. Except for when love. you talk about love. <laughs> when you talk about love, you would say, well, but the other side, they're just filled with hate. And so, yeah, we want to love. And so but we you, need to get rid of all those hateful people. But you got you to gotta love it out of them. You know? 
Like against their will? You want to love them against their will? No. Forcefully? No. Well, forceful loving. No, you just, you know, if somebody gives you hate, you, you <laughs> give them love in return. A weird thing. You kill them with kindness. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong here these days. And this whole situation. So you hate Martin Luther King <clears throat> Jr. now? Yes. I'm not, I'm not a even, fan. In his current state. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. He's dead. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of it. I really think, and I'm being serious though. I really think that that's, that's the only way that we can actually unite each other without something tragic happening is. But if something tragic happened, all we do now is blame the other side for it. Like mm. if a terrorist attack to ha- attack happened, we would blame Biden for not protecting the border. And the terrorists probably came up, you know, through, te- mm. through Tejas, something like that. Or, uh, and the left would say that it was, you know, MAGA's rhetoric. Like hate, hate driven, yeah. you know, and, and that's what would happen. It, it, these attacks would only further divide people, I think, these days. I'm not sure. Which then they may be right because then, you know, they're saying basically it's America's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Ukraine. We're, all, we're fleshing this out as we go. Yeah. Folks. We're, we have we're no idea. this out. I you need know? people to tell us what the answer is. This is why you talk about it. You, you know try to figure it out. You know how hard it is to solve all the world's problems? It's tough, man. It's an immense amount of pressure. It is. It Every is. day you got to come in here and solve the world's problems. And speaking of someone... My back hurts. <laughs> you're carrying the um, entire yes. world on your back. It's a big cross. Speaking of someone who's trying to solve all the world's problems, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ukraine and Russia and Elon Musk again. And this is what you were saying, how either side is just going to blame. You're just going to blame someone else. People are still going to be mad about it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing good that comes from this, apparently, because it's never enough, I guess. Or someone did one thing wrong. And the situation with Russia uh, invading Ukraine, I think at first, you know, we're all against that. In fact, I'm still against the invasion. I don't like the fact that people are dying. And um Elon Musk tries to come in there and help people by giving them a bunch of Starlink terminals and giving them the service uh, so they could still communicate. We talked about this some on Friday, but this situation is ongoing, even with uh, Elizabeth Warren, I believe, uh, now calling for an investigation into SpaceX and uh, and Starlink uh, for their ties to, to Russia. <laughs> And so the situation is ongoing right now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little love. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past and honestly, it helped me quite a lot. Changed my life, made me who I am today. And our co-host Charlie, he's still using BetterHelp to this day. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash G-M-L. So he comes out there to, to help, and this is what happens initially. Now there's this area, this Crimea area, that Russia took in 2014. Now I don't know if everyone remembers this, but in 2014... Crimea, uh, while 
Barack Obama was the president. Crimea belonging to Ukraine was not important enough to the American people to risk nuclear war over. In fact, we didn't do anything. Maybe there were some sanctions or something like that. I, d I don't know. But we weren't like, okay, well, we'll risk the nukes. Or we'll send in hundreds of billions of dollars or whatever. Like Russia took Crimea. Uh, Obama was president. Everything was fine. No one put a Ukraine flag in their bio or anything like that. All, we all just went about the world as normal afterwards. And so Russia decides that Crimea is part of Russia. And this is actually a red line that they have drawn. Like, this is Russia. If you attack us there, you are attacking mother, Russia. Mother Russia. The Mother Russia yeah. right mm -hmm. there. And you don't... We've all seen the movies. You don't do anything against mm -hmm. Mother Russia. It goes bad. Okay. And so Elon Musk said, well, we're not going to allow Starlink to operate in this area because I don't want to risk a nuclear war or escalating this war <clears throat> to an even higher, even if it's or not. Or I don't want you using my products to send yeah. signals that would fire a nuke. Or even, you know, he was wanting to drone bomb the uh, fleet that was anchored there. Now, I saw their drones that hit Moscow. That basically amounts to some people getting some, some paper cuts and some uh, flesh burns or something <laughs> from what I can tell. So I don't know exactly what <laughs> what it would have done. But anyway, they didn't want to risk the war. But he's still got Starlink out there for everyone else. And it this comes out in this book that's about to come out um, that he had it turned off. The story is either misinterpreted or there is just straight up misinformation that he turned it off while they were doing their like bombing run with the drones. They're about to sink the fleet and Elon Musk cracks open his own personal laptop and turns off Starlink. And the drones fall out the of the sky. The drones fall out of the sky. Russia immediately sends missiles out of that fleet and kills thousands of women and children right afterwards. Mm. And so this is all Elon Musk's fault. That's, That's how it's <laughs> portrayed. Yeah. And look at this evil picture of him. And the stories so far. He just looks like one of those <clears throat> evil billionaires. So this story right here is a pretty ridiculous one. It comes from the Daily Beast and uh, the headline here is the U.S. government can't allow Elon Musk the power to intervene in wars. And uh, the sub subtitle here, the billionaire's interference in Ukraine. The billionaire's interference in Ukrainian military operations shows he's a national security risk. No private citizen should have that much power. Oh, God, these people. So... <clears throat> This isn't just about Musk and Starlink and Ukraine. <clears throat> this is about entitlement, in my opinion. That That is what, it's entitlement and gaslighting and lying. Because apparently all the people that have written about this and talked about it have completely forgotten the fact that all of those operations apparently def depend on Starlink and Elon Musk and SpaceX. Which they hate, by the way. Yeah gifting them this internet for them to use. And the question has to be asked of where would they be right now if it weren't for Starlink? And apparently, like you said on Friday, they already have a right to it. This amazing thing that didn't exist 10 years ago. I mean, we've had satellite internet and stuff for a long time, but not this type of massive network of uh, fairly reliable satellite internet with high speeds yeah and with these terminals that automatically adjust themselves and like do all this you just plug them in and they're good to go 
speed's high enough <clears throat> that you could fly a drone and never <laughs> were they ever named dishy mcflatface like the <laughs> like the thing is so i mean it's pretty cool we've never had this before and so they spend billions and billions of dollars developing all this technology thousands of satellites and then launching them up in the space and then they happen to gift this service to ukraine so they can keep communicating and now it's them that's interfering in Ukraine's operations that they wouldn't have if they wouldn't have spent all that money and all that time and done all that to put it up there in space in the first place. Makes total sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Is anyone else just oh, their <laughs> their brains just exploding right yeah, now? Yeah, you just have to laugh. It's what gaslighting feels like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what it feels like. It hurts in your chest. Your brain's on fire <laughs> because you know? it's so obvious it's so clearly obvious but you have all these people spouting off you got u.s senators out there saying that we have to investigate spacex because of this interference that they already know wasn't interference it was never turned on for that area like literally a u.s senator is demanding an investigation based on false information that is now has clearly been cleared up that it was never turned on in this area and is still demanding a fake investigation based on the misinformation about the subject in the first place. It's insanity. Yeah. How are you ever supposed to, how do you come back from this? That's my question. How I'll, do you bring people together? <laughs> how do we bring, how? I, yeah, I don't know. We are That's, so far deep. Like I, I've used this analogy before. We are, you've started an argument with your spouse and it was about coffee. I don't know what it was because I'm holding the coffee. And then it's four hours later and you're talking about divorce, <laughs> you know, and you and it's Is this that, like personal experience? No, Is this no. a personal story? No, I've never fought over coffee. But, <laughs> and at that point, <clears throat> it's that point where you're like, <laughs> I just got that. What? <laughs> If you meant it like that, you just said, no, I've never fought over coffee. No. Um, it, now you're four hours in and you're like, you know that point. People have been there before. You're like, I don't oh, yeah. remember what mm. we're fighting about right now. This like, is what like, started this, this? It reminds me of when Jordan Peterson talks about hell being a bottomless pit. Yeah. You know, that's because no matter how bad it gets, some stupid son of a, like you <laughs> could find a way to make it a hell of a lot worse. That's a bottomless pit, man. And so... We, uh, what bothers me is how far over the top we have to go, because if people would just calm down for a second, like if you look at Elizabeth Warren and you say, calm down. Okay. Yeah. And we all know that definitely that, something you should say to that works. Yeah. That works, works when you women. say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can or, all the ladies in the live group let us know? Yeah. Or the people online, which, whichever one it is, you look at them and you say, calm down. And so we can actually get back down to the bottom of this and you say, wait a second. How did they even get Starlink? How could he possibly be interfering and be a national security risk when you wouldn't even have any of this ability to communicate if it weren't for them spending all this money to put it up there? And that's how far this entitlement mentality goes. The problem with entitlement is that you don't appreciate anything. You don't have any gratitude for things because they're owed to you. And Instead of the people in Ukraine, which I'm sure plenty of them are very, uh, they have a lot of gratitude for Starlink being there. But instead of some of these people, these entitled people 
being like, okay, well, it is good that we've got Starlink uh, because if we wouldn't have had Starlink, Ukraine would be Russia right now. And that's probably the bottom line, you know? And so, so maybe Elon Musk doesn't want to turn on Starlink in Crimea, which is considered Russia, which was fine with the Obama administration in 2014 when Russia took Crimea or whenever the, the exact time it was. I'm not up on all the information on that stuff, but I think it's 2014. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Like I said, we didn't put Ukraine flags on our bio at that time. No one gave a crap about it. And But now, if he doesn't allow Ukraine to strike that area, then he's a national security risk. He's even treasonous. He could even, he's even responsible for the deaths of, of women and children. Okay? Like this Ukraine presidential advisor is saying. Now, there's actually a tweet that this person said, uh, I think it's this one. Yes. And look, you can disagree with that decision. Like, it's okay to be like, ah, you know, I don't feel like he, I feel like he should turn it on for that area or whatever. But it's not just disagreement. You go so far as to say that he is a national security risk. He literally is the cause of the death of these people. He's like, he's the evil billionaire. Like you take it one step past disagreement. It's okay to disagree and be like, yeah, I wish, you know, I wish he would have left it on or whatever. I, you know, I feel like he should have left it on Mm -hmm. or turned it on for that area or whatever the case may be that you believe in. And that's okay. But when you start attacking a person personally and saying that, that they are the reason that these people are dying. Well, this we're, we're only, we're only a couple steps away I, this is this sounds crazy and outlandish, but we're only a couple steps away from like imprisonment or or the government seizing Starlink away from SpaceX. I'm they're big steps. I'm not saying that's about to happen, but we're only a couple steps away from a from a world where that could happen. And I hope Elon Musk has a kill switch built into Starlink, where if the government tries to seize it, they can just hit it and turn the whole thing off. And but of course, then the government would blame. Elon Musk for doing that still. Mm-hmm. But if I were him, I would turn the entire freaking thing off in Ukraine for like a week until they are begging him with all of the extra billions of dollars that they've been pocketing of our money to turn Starlink back on. That's one of the first things I would want to do. But maybe he wouldn't want to feel like he had those deaths on his hands or anything. This guy who has a stupid name with a bunch of dumb letters in it uh, that I don't want to try and say... Podolyuk is how we would say it, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't I, read Russian or Ukrainian, so... They got some weird stuff going on, that's, man. That's their alphabet. It's not even know? close. It's not English. That's That looks to be like the Russian alphabet. But something's wrong with their alphabet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a mistake is much more than just a mistake by not allowing Ukrainian drones to destroy part of the Russian military fleet via Starlink interference. Once again, <laughs> uh, you Starlink belongs to mother ukraine okay and anything that the person that put it up there in the first place does is interference in ukraine's operations throw the flag uh elon musk allowed this fleet to fire missiles at ukrainian cities as a result civilians children are being killed this is the price of a cocktail of ignorance and a big ego 
However, the question still remains, why do some people so desperately want to defend war criminals and their desire to commit murder? And do they now realize that they are committing evil and encouraging evil? As And he writes this on Elon Musk's platform. <laughs> That's true. The irony. Which he's paying for, by the way. He's got a blue check it's, <laughs> it's probably gifted to him. I don't know. He... Uh, <laughs> He was entitled to that, oh, too. Oh, God, That's so actually good. pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> and think about that one. I'm going to write a letter to Elon Musk <clears throat> on his platform. So now, <laughs> since they didn't allow also, this... how did this guy connect to the internet? I to send this tweet? Or to send this X? Probably sent this on Starlink, I bet. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, by not allowing the Ukrainian drones to destroy, drones to destroy part of the Russian military. Now, you've also got to believe here that these Ukrainian drones were going to swoop in there well probably because they're u.s military drones. and destroy like a large part of the russian military fleet and now that they weren't mm -hmm. able to do that anytime a missile came and hit ukraine it's elon Musk's fault because definitely they were going to destroy the russian military at this point and all of those lives would have been saved. And there's no well, way that Russia would have ever escalated past this. The other problem no one's talking about that I'm really angry about is freaking Carnival is interfering in Ukraine's Navy operations by not building battleships for them to fight the Russian military fleet in the water. In fact, we are all interfering yeah. by not doing whatever our part is, by yeah. not paying more taxes. You know? I think Royal Caribbean has something they need they need to answer for this. The what about Disney? Disney too. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. What about that MR? Isn't there like a... There's one over there. You know. They're all interfering. Every one of them. With Ukrainians' okay. victory. With Ukraine's victory. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely absurd. And, and I don't understand why more people aren't mad about that. And so how do you fix the entitlement mentality? That's an issue. A lot of people are entitled do these we, days. Do we protest Carnival cruise lines or something and tell them they should be making ships for Ukraine? I think what you have to do, I mean, this is about this is about property rights here. If you want to boil it down to a libertarian conversation, it's about property rights and who's got the right to this property. The right to the property is Elon Musk and Starlink and SpaceX. Like that's who has a right to the Starlink satellites and terminals. And, and that's it. Anyone else who's using it... Like, does the U.S. government... The U.S. government own space? No. <laughs> they don't. At all. And now what people are trying to tie it to is, well, they've got a lot of defense contracts and they've got a lot of space contracts. Okay, don't give it to them. See if you can get your up in the space. You're not going to be able to. Okay, because you guys suck. Okay? <laughs> or you're going to spend 10 times as much money getting your stuff up in the space. Which is fine because they steal it from us. I so think the only way deal. to fight this entitlement mentality is to take away whatever the thing people think it is that they're entitled to. That's it. Just get rid of it. Okay? And that once they see that they're not actually entitled to it, that you are the owner of that, whether it is your attention or your products or whatever it is, that that is yours to give to them, then they will see that they're not actually entitled to it, that they have to earn it, they got to pay for it, or that they should have gratitude when you give it to them. Mm. And that that's all you can do. Mm, and so this is, a, this is a heartfelt message. I think that Elon Musk should pull this mess for about a week. Shut it down and see what happens so they can remember what it was like to not have Starlink Internet. He could just have technical difficulties for a month, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
can try that out. Oh, by the way, speaking of a weird entitlement thing. Did you pull up his tweet, by the way, that you sent me last night? Which one? No, I didn't. No? I don't have that pulled up. <laughs> I don't it. have anything pulled up because I found out 10 minutes before the podcast that we were doing it. It was 20. <laughs> 15. Oh, we did 905. It was 20. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Um, this is a weird one. A weird entitlement story right here from Newsweek. They just want you to know that Republicans who, who voted against the 9-11 Victims Fund posted tributes to people about 9-11. And so the, this article, which is another weird bout of entitlement, but it's kind of a weird, it's, it's a difficult one because we're all so sad about all the obvious victims from 9-11. Okay, so then you got to ask, well, the, are they entitled to a victim's fund paid for by the U.S. taxpayers to be given to them to pay for whatever the heck it is? Are they entitled to that because of what happened to them? It is terrible what happened to them. And then the ridiculous part on top of this... I don't like when any person's family member dies in any way. Me either. I'm not a fan. I feel like we say this every show, but it needs to be said that we're against death. It does. Mm -hmm. need to say it every single time. Several Several Republican politicians who voted against legislation to establish a health care fund for victims of the 9-11... Terrorist attack, on, terrorist attack on the World Trade Center posted tributes to social media on the attack's 22nd anniversary on Monday. So I just want to remind you, the point of this article is that if you, in 2010, if you voted against the 9-11 Health and Compensation Act, you are no longer allowed to post any type of 9-11 memorial tribute on 9-11 because in not giving my money to someone else, you therefore said that you do not care about 9-11. And that is also the world that we have made it to right now. So there were, uh, let's see, a 268 to 160 vote, 251 Democrats uh, voted for it, 17 Republicans voted for it, 160 Republicans and three Democrats voted against it. Many Republicans at the time and while voicing support for the 9-11 survivors and first responders expressed concerns about the price tag of the bill, prompting them to reject it. <laughs> uh, their votes against the bill continue to face scrutiny more than a decade later as many of these lawmakers remain in Congress. 29 remain in the House of Representatives, 9 in the Senate. And of course, these are people like Jim Jordan. Posted, Rand Paul. Posted something about 9-11. Okay. Mike Pence posted something about 9-11, and he voted against this bill. All right, so we got Mike Pence. Who else did it? Anyone else? Wow, that's kind of a short article for having so many people that uh, posted against this. I don't know what the full list is. So, Charlie, can you care about what happened on 9-11 and still not want to put a gun to my head and give my money to someone who was a victim on 9-11? Well, yeah, yeah I think you can. But that means you don't actually care about 9-11, right? I guess so. <laughs> According to these folks. And so <laughs> yeah. It's entitlement, like you said. It's the same thing. It is the same you thing. And, it, and it's terrible what happened to these people, and I think that you should voluntarily donate if you feel so inclined. Um, but the fact that we think that we can steal people's money and give it to other people who went through a tragedy... Um, I think is it's wrong. Absolutely wrong. I just saw the comment, the the words on this Aaron Rodgers post. Sorry. 
Uh, so totally off topic. I just saw it because we played him running out with the flag earlier and I didn't notice the actual caption on it. Yeah, because he's probably done after this. It says the Jets paid Aaron Rodgers 75 million guaranteed to run down the field with an American flag. <laughs> and play three snaps. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good job. Okay, one more thing I, I just want to mention before we get out of here because we're really close and we'll we'll deep dive into this. But this is basically Christmas for me when it comes to things to talk about. Okay, so we don't have time to do it right now, but the Google trial, the antitrust trial is starting against Google. And now one of the main things, I keep seeing it at the beginning of the article. Here's like a main thing that they did uh, that that they need trust busted here (laughs) or whatever's (laughs) going on. I don't know what they're doing. Trust busters. Monopoly busting. They paid to get Google as the default search engine on people's phones. Who did? The Justice Department? Google did. Google paid to get Google as the default search engine on phones. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you open up your phone, you go to search something in Safari. Isn't you're searching this what Microsoft got Google. in trouble for, basically? The same thing? Well, Microsoft I remember, they had their own uh, applications. No, but the, the, big, the big fight was over Internet Explorer. And it was Netscape that was uh, yes, fighting because I remember them. Bill Gates saying, "Like I can't help the fact that Netscape sucks." <laughs> but the, the problem was that they introduced their own applications on their own computers, and they were competing with people like Netscape, who had an internet browser. And so, since your computer came with Internet Explorer, then that was anti-competitive. Even though Netscape, I believe they, you know, they won this case and they still went bankrupt like a little, <laughs> a little bit later because they sucked. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they they were still able to do that. This is even lesser than what Microsoft would do, was doing because when you get your iPhone and you get to search thing something on Safari, like you just took it out of the box and uh, you search, it searches through Google. Well, guess what? If you don't like that, you can go in the Safari settings and change it to DuckDuckGo, which is what I've got mine changed to. And that's it. Like, there's a big part of the monopoly right there. There's also things uh, like search results. Like, 80% of search is done on Google because they put a gun to everyone else's heads, apparently. Oh, it's because it's the best. (laughs) It's because it's the best. Yeah. That's the reason why. And so we'll dive into some of the specifics. Also, there's of this already case. competition ramping up. Like eventually, I, I hear like TikTok search is actually becoming a competitor. I search everything on X. Yeah. Twitter's a competitor. And then you've got AI coming out. Chat GPT is well, becoming yeah. a competitor. Microsoft bought uh has open AI. Yeah, they're being yeah, being AI. Yep. <clears throat> so that's been a that's going to be a really big competitor with Google. Also, in fact, there's, there's but you know, eighty percent equals a hundred percent. Well, and it doesn't even it's, matter what your market share is. It matters whether or not you are forcefully keeping other people uh, from entering into the market. Well, they are by being so good. That and that's and so there's where it's best for consumers. That's the problem. Like, are they forcefully keeping people out, or are people out because they are so much better than everyone else? And if it's because they're so much better than everyone else then we don't have a problem here. We've got the best service. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. That's why antitrust cases are so stupid. But anyway, we got to go. Yeah, we do. More in depth on that yeah. another time. That's just a little teaser for you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pumped to talk about this case. A little cliffhanger. I mean, I don't like Google. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of them. But I will defend their right to be a, a <clears throat> business that outcompetes their competitors because I will defend everyone's right to do that. Yeah. They gave you all a, a hangnail at the end there for you to hold on to maybe a cliffhanger 
Oh. But, uh, the hangnail's fine, too. Yeah, something like That's that, fine. yeah. <laughs> Cliffhang is what you got. All right, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it around with all the folks. And uh, go to GodHatesFeds.com to pick up a t-shirt and join the Fed Haters Club or simply go to JoinGML.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please, and thank you. And if you do all that, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good night. Liberty. In the morning. <laughs>